listening to Zeros on Heroes with Mike Mercadal and Will Watkins. Hey everybody, welcome to Zeros on Heroes. This is Mike Mercadal, and with me is... Will Watkins. Will Watkins. Um, we are... Uh, thank you everybody who's been listening, and uh, thank you for all of our guests that have come on, and we, that uh, Flash episode with Steve Capetti was so fun. I went watched everything, all of the DC animated movies again. I did too, man. It was, it was, it was one of those things where as soon as I finished, as soon as we finished recording the Flash episode, it was like that moment of, where do I get all this shit? You know, like, yeah, I need to find yeah, it, I need to find it. And I remember that I had uh, saved it previously. But but it's like, uh, that Flashpoint Paradox, perfect Jesus. movie. It's a, perfect it's a movie. rated M cartoon. Yeah, Fla- uh, the Justice League Doom is another one. Perfect. Yeah. It's almost like, like one argument that we were having was not argument, but it's like if you, if you release an animated movie, it loses some sort of credibility somehow. Where if they release that movie as a live action movie, the Flashpoint Paradox as a live yeah. action movie, it would be the most monumental event but a lot of, of like, cinematic like, history. A lot of the special effects you would need would be like ridiculous price, so that's why they don't. Right. Right. And it's funny, too, because, like, I was reading, uh, there's actually a couple articles that came out just in the past couple days, like, Alan Moore released a statement saying he doesn't think we should, you know, adults should focus on superheroes as much as they are, and there was a lot of articles saying, remember, make more superhero movies geared towards kids and all this stuff, Right. and, like, I was thinking, I was like, ah, yeah, like, Flashpoint, that was an adult movie, but at the same time, like, there's also been, like, Batman Animal Instincts, where it's, like... It's for, it's for kids. It's, it's for all toddlers. The, all the TV show, and I'm not going to watch that one just because I know it's so toddler oriented. Right, right. But I will watch. The, so there are making the two different uh, styles for adults and for kids. Are we into hero news? Because we didn't do the thing. Was a hero, hero news. Um, yeah. So so the I read that statement too, or some something along those lines. Yeah. I can't remember who. Who released it? But uh, yeah, it was Alan, Alan Moore. Alan Moore released one, and then there was a couple, like two or three other articles about how we all or like Simon Pegg said something similar too a couple of weeks mm-hmm, back, mm-hmm. where he said uh, we need to stop, you know, bringing our youth back. And it's but it's me. It's like no, that's that's for what Simon, society is. For Simon Pegg to say that is a little hypocritical because his whole start his like start was in you know space yeah. and he had the whole thing or what was it the. Um, Shaun of the Dead and the... No, 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 the, he did this whole thing. Oh, Space. Was, yeah, Space, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the comic book shop. And there's that, he gives, like, this epic speech about how... It's like, you don't know how good it was or whatever, and then it ends up that he's, like, this impassioned speech is about the, the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, we were just talking about it, the People versus George Lucas. Oh, that's such a... That's a great documentary. It's a really great documentary, and I... I, I, I well, look, let's do Hero News. Comic-Con just happened. Comic-Con! All right. And so... <laughs> Comic-Con just happened, and they had, like, amazing things go down uh, at, like, for the Star Wars panel is, was incredible. I watched it all. They didn't show a new, a new trailer or anything. They didn't release any any kind of plot points. Behind the scenes. There was that behind the scenes. I gotta be honest with you, I cried like a baby. Went full-blown, like, like emotional sobbing, and rewound it, watched it again. It's like... It's like the the if you've seen the People versus George Lucas, it's like they answered all of those problems. Yeah, it feels like they're they're like yeah we we know too yeah we get it yeah you know and it was a very much like we're in good hands kind of thing yeah 
so comforting. You that's, know, that's what I was blanket, thinking. warm baby blanket for me to wrap myself up in. J.J. Abrams is a blanket. I think that's one of those things where it's like people say like, uh, like sometimes the creation goes beyond the creator. Mm-hmm. Like the Frankenstein aspect of oh you created this but now it has a mind of its own. The same thing where it's like uh, like. That's like George Lucas when he did the prequels was like, I'm gonna do the the movies how I want to do them, and everybody else is like, No, these are not your characters anymore. This is not your universe. It was kind of like, this is how I originally wanted it done. It's like, it's like, yeah, but it's like when nerds complain about how bad a movie is. Yeah. It's like, well, nothing is gonna compare to the impossible film you have imagined. Yeah, yeah. That's you know what I mean. Like nothing what, uh, can compare to that. That's why the prequels didn't work. That's why the new Indiana Jones didn't work. Yeah. Um, and and the thing is that it's it's like if you wait too long, it belongs to the people now. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of like bringing your childhood back, there's ways to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I guarantee you, the new Star Wars movies is going to be for kids and adults. Oh, absolutely. It's because you know it's going to be. It's, I guarantee you, there's not going to be people dropping f bombs. Yeah. I guarantee you, it's just going to be. Like what he was saying. It's was just it? good old fashioned violence. Good old fashioned storytelling. Yeah. That's one I, thing that was got me was the Attack of the Clones when uh, Mace Windu chopped off Jango Fett's head. Yeah. And then young Boba Fett held his father's severed head in his hand. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You're like, what? Jesus. This is- but God forbid you say shit. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. Or, you know, the Pal- Palpatine turns into this deformed monster yeah. in, by lightning strikes. <laughs> And then, like, he should have said, like, fuck you, or something. Like, that's what... He's just yeah. been all... Like, you know, come on. As, as Mace Window falls out of the thing, motherfucker! Or maybe, you know? like, while he's shooting lightning, it's just middle fingers. Like, yeah! Yeah! The fuck you, lightning! <laughs> but, there, uh, but there was some other big uh, Comic-Con stuff. What was that? Uh, uh, I mean, they, they released their... Uh, they're doing the Killing Joke as the next uh, DC animated movie. Yes. Which, that's gonna be a fucking adult... Uh, it has to do with sexual assault. And has there with, is no n- oh. not. There's no not. There's no way you can't make that an adult. Yeah, and like Mark Campbell says, he wants to come back to play yes. the Joker for it. I was super psyched. And there's that. part of me that's like, oh, that's awesome because he makes, plays a great Joker. But then it's also like, that's is that the same Joker from the animated series? Then it could be because like the they never do the origin of the Joker in the animated series. Yeah, they kind of alluded to it a couple times, but... There was one version of it, but it, the, 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 then they kind of show that that's not the real version. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it, though. Yeah. I mean, I'd be down for it. I don't, I don't give a shit. Well, whatever it is, I'm going to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, that's another thing. So, like, they did the whole... Um, so, 20th Century Fox did all the Marvel movie panel, the Deadpool, which was huge. Oh, man, that Deadpool trailer. I have not watched it. Uh, I've not seen it because I don't want to see the shitty. Qual- that's the thing. That's the the big news now is that these they're releasing these things for private audience, but there's people filming that shit online, and they struggle. They fight to keep it off the internet. But there was this uh, this great. Post. They ended up releasing the trailer, the Batman versus Superman. This is great post uh, somebody put up where it was like when uh, when they released the Suicide trailer. Uh, they released it three weeks earlier than they were going to because somebody leaked it, and they were like, "We'd rather just have you guys see it," but. You know, in high high quality way, we wanted you to see it, right. so we'll release it early. You've ruined the surprise, blah blah blah. But somebody posted up. Remember when they leaked the uh, was it the Marvel Age Event Ultron trailer? Uh, yeah, maybe somebody leaked it in the same way. It was like the fuzzy photo, and then literally within two hours, Marvel released the actual high definition one. Right, and they put it out with a tweet: "Damn you, Hydra." 
Right. And it was like playful. When it happened with DC when they released the Suicide trailer, it was this huge legal statement, blah, blah, blah. And it was very serious. Right. Like the, the gym teacher is talking down to the two that were made, found making out behind a dumpster or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. We, we expected like, you better kids, you. We trusted you. You fans. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's again. Again, look, I'm not going to lie that I was not as psyched for the movie, the Batman Superman, until I saw that trailer. This this changed it for me yeah. where I'm like, all right, let's see. But again, the most interesting thing about this movie is going to be Batman. Yeah. It's a Batman movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Because right now, the only thing I give a shit about is... They showed the Rob the Robin suit with haha jokes on oh, you. Did you see all the rumors about like the fan theories? Yes, the fan theories about uh, the new Joker and Suicide Squad. If they all tie together, uh, here's the thing: DC has not been known to pull that shit off. Yeah, they can't get it together. But if they did, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah, I think we're giving them too much credit. I think that's just happened like a, like a coincidental I think thing. Be, I think it'd be great. What we're uh, talking about is that you're saying that the Joker and Suicide Squad is actually uh, like Jason, Jason Todd, Todd or somebody like that, or maybe even Dick Grayson. Where they're just going to throw a complete left turn. Where could, like, if, oh, it is, if it's Dick Grayson, holy shit, that, well, that would be a complete. Because there was an image released. They don't know if it's real or not. That has uh, a, a gravestone for Richard. John Grayson on the on the Batman grounds on right. the Wayne, Wayne Manor grounds. I don't know if it's true or not, or maybe he faked his death, kind of like he did in the comic books or whatever it is. Uh, but the Red Hood isn't. It, wait, no. What, what's going to be the new Batman story that they talked about? Uh, well, they're, the they're releasing a new Batman movie that Ben Affleck's going to direct. Uh, I always thought it was going to be that was going to be the Red Hood story. Yeah. But they also, I mean, Arkham Knight, if or the one that just got released, like that's basically the story of Red Hood, mm. except. He, Arkham Knight is Jason Todd in that, and at the end he he turns his helmet red, and it's like, oh, he was Red Hood the whole time. Right, right. But it's like, eh, this story's been played out a couple times now. Like, it's an awesome story. It is a great story. That the that DC what the the the, the Red Hood uh, yeah. So I think if they one if they made the Joker into the Robin, like it would be like, oh, that's a that's a fresh twist. The jo- they made Robin into the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be dope. I would be I would be totally on board for that. Yeah. But if they do tie in together with the Batman v Superman, that would be a big deal. It's like I understand they're trying to MCU they do the DCCU yeah. version of it, you know? One thing I'm glad they're doing is uh, another big news was released from uh, Comic-Con was uh, the Green Lantern movie is called Green Lantern Corps. Right. So it's going to be a story of the whole Green Lantern Corps, not just on one Green Lantern. So they'll have... I'm guessing they're going to have at least two to three human Green Lanterns. Right. And that plays into the, the rumor that uh, Chris Pine is going to play <laughs> Hal Jordan and Tyrese Gibson is going to play uh, uh, Jon Stewart. Uh, the interesting thing about that, John Tyrese. I'm not a huge fan of the Tyrese casting, but uh, the, the thing about uh, Chris Pine was that he was originally announced that he was going to play Steve Trevor in the Wonder Woman solo movie. Right, but, but he, they said no. The rumor is that they offered it to, they specifically asked Chris Pine to play Steve Trevor, and then he said, no, I'd rather headline my own superhero movie. So then they said, well, we do have Green Lantern. We can put you in that. It's going to be like an ensemble movie. And he's like, I would rather have that because then I could be in Justice League and blah, blah, blah. So he wants a right, mul- yeah. He wants that multi-picture deal. Well, I think he sees Star Trek going away. Yeah. I think they're not going to make a fourth Star Trek. Yeah. They're doing a third Star Trek, but wants, I don't think they're going to make a fourth Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, because J.J. Abrams isn't doing Star Trek anymore because exactly. he's doing Star Wars. Right. So he wants the 
leap off into a new franchise because franchises are money makers. Yeah, yeah. It's a solid paycheck. He's and and you know it's gonna help him. You know it's it's that that whole you do one for them, one for you yeah. situation. That's what the franchise films are now. Like Robert Downey Jr. did the Judge or whatever the fuck yeah, other shit oof. that he did. But he's Robert fucking Downey Jr. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, he can do whatever he wants. A uh, couple of, we'll go real quick over Comic Con news. They also had uh, Arrow got released was a new uh, the new title is Green Arrow. Yeah, well, it's not the title of the show. The title of the show is still Arrow. The title of the first episode is Green Arrow. Yeah, so I think he's, and he's take got on the new that. costume. It has more of a fluorescent green look to it. He's got more body armor, it's bare gonna, arms. The moniker. He's going to start using. You know, apparently yeah. he's going to. It's going to start. Like, all of this has been prelude to him becoming the Green Arrow. Yeah, where he's like a happy-go-lucky archer. He's now more fun. Yeah. He's addressed all the... the, You know, because he's the fun one. Yeah. We talked about it. Did we talk about this last episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and then Arsenal and uh, the White Canary are going to the Legends of Tomorrow, is that what it's called? Uh, Legends of Tomorrow, yeah. I think that's going to be a rotating cast. I think they'll have probably like four mainstays, and I think they'll rotate from there. I think it's going to have like the Adam, Captain Cold... Yeah. And, oh, yeah, right, because Brandon and, uh, Ralph. White Canary. Yeah. And I think it'll be a rotating cast around them. It would be great if they do literally, like, a live-action-esque Justice League United Unlimited-esque yeah. version. I think it's going to be more of, like, a Brave and the Bold thing, where, like, I don't know if you ever read the comic book, it was always a team-up. Right. Where it would be, like, two heroes that normally wouldn't meet, meet, and they have to defeat some crisis or whatever. Right, but essentially, like, they, they're like they not... It's not like... The, there's a one giant story arc, of yeah. course, but each episode can stand alone. Oh, you know, yeah. that kind of thing, where yeah, it's not, yeah. like, soap opera-y? Because mm-hmm. I have a feeling that's going to kill... That that has worn thin. Yeah, they have a lot... Because they also released... Uh, they're going to have uh, Hawkgirl is mm. going to be uh, a new series, and right. they also have Supergirl coming out. It's like, DC, I think... It's kind of spreading themselves thin when it comes to the TV show. Uh, Hawkgirl is going to be its own series? I thought yeah. she was going to be part of She the... was going to be... Originally, it was going to be a part of uh, Legends of Tomorrow, but now she was announced they're going to have one all well, for herself. Look, if they put it together correctly, like, Supergirl, I hope, is good. Yeah. You know? We'll it's see. some decent reviews. It's going to be... Her. But you, it's clearly a demo hunt. Yeah. Have you noticed that each one of these is targeting specific demographics? Like, where it's even like in the commercial where she's like, I didn't come here just to be an assistant. It's like, oh, way to appeal of 20 something. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like, yeah, that, there's something I more in my to, life. I didn't go to NYU. So I yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be a copy girl. It's like the devil wears Prada yeah, with exactly. superpowers. Did you see that thing where uh, it was like right after they released the, the Supergirl uh, trailer? Like the week before, it was the Scarlett Johansson on Saturday Night Live doing the Black Widow movie. Oh, yeah, where Ultron is the... It's like a rom-com. Her love interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes to work at a fashion magazine, and it's literally what Supergirl's whole plot is. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's oh, that's kind of funny. You think they were watching it, like, going... Ugh. Kind of like when you have a brand new joke and it's killing, and then you see somebody on TV do a very similar premise, and you're like, God damn it! Damn it, it's done! Good. It's over! And uh, we'll finish off the final one, because uh, I don't want to take up too much time, is uh, X-Men. Yeah. Released Age of Apocalypse, and I have to say the they released the uh, cast photos, and Storm looks fucking great. Storm looks great. Uh, Even think, Jubilee and the cheesiness looks Jubilee, fantastic. Jubilee, because it, it, they're playing off the 90s. Yeah, it's like... Uh, that, they uh, released... Uh, everyone Sophie looks Turner, great. And uh, Psylocke looks, probably, of all comic book costumes I've ever seen, looks more like the comic book costume it in look, the comic book. It literally looks like a cosplay from a person who's yeah. paying tribute to the comic book. Like, it looks so on point. The, the fucking Magneto looks like Ant-Man. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, he does. He does. He kind of has like the body armor kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. Which uh, he looks odd. like a like an armored Ant Man is what he looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, comes out. Uh, they released Apocalypse. The thing about Apocalypse. Here it, we go. There, there have been a couple pictures released. Like uh, everybody has played the joke of, oh, it looks like Ivan Ooze because he's purple, or whatever. From the Power Ranger, yeah. But I, I recently looked at the Entertainment Weekly cover, and he's blue in the Entertainment Weekly cover, but he's purple. In the other photos that's out there, so I'm thinking it may just be an lighting issue with the lighting, but still he doesn't have blue lips. He doesn't. He, he he's does. supposed to have a gray face and blue lips because that was huge in the in his in his origin story was that he uh, was cast out because of his blue lips because there was a blue lip and a line in his gray face and that right. his uh, the, and it was called the Akaba clan cast him out because he was a freak and then this warrior tribe picked him up. Because the the leader of the warrior tribe sensed that he was great and powerful, and the whole mantra of the warrior tribe was that only the strongest should survive. Right. And this was a baby that was cast out in the. This was uh, in the like desert. thousands and thousands of years ago. Yeah, this is before the pyramids. Right, right, right. So the, the the premise of it is is that so Oscar Isaac released a statement, and he said because Oscar Isaac is fucking killing it, man. He's, oh, he's in. Doing great. He's in uh, uh, the Force, uh, the, the Star Wars uh, Force Unleashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there piloting, piloting an X-Wing. He's fucking Apocalypse. <laughs> and he was in another movie. I, I just saw it, actually. Uh, two of the guys from from uh, from Star Wars are in it. Inside Ewan Davis? No. Because uh, uh, Adam, Adam Driver's in it. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. I want to, though. I saw the. Uh, you told me about it. I saw the trailer. It looks fantastic. It is so great. And the, the actress who plays the... The, the robot in it, the, the AI, is in uh, The Man from Uncle. Oh. So she's a great actress, too. She, they're all. They're all every, watch Ex Machina, because it's, it's fantastic. It's such a good movie. But like, this guy's killing it. He, he says that he had. So he released a statement about Apocalypse saying that he has an admiration for the character. There were changes in the look. To be able to accomplish some story element, to, uh, that right. he, so it's like we had to change some things, but we tried to maintain his faithful to character. Because also he says the guys, you know, he gets to be, you know, sixty feet tall or whatever, the twelve feet tall. Yeah, he's like yeah. this giant dude, and you know, he, this Oscar Isaac is not, you know. Yeah, so yeah. so it was one of those like he he he's like it was one of those hey, everybody calm down yeah. messages. And it's funny too because uh, in the comic books. He got a lot of his technology from uh, the, the Pharaoh at the time, but the Pharaoh was actually Kang the Conqueror, right? Who uh, is an Avengers villain? Yes. So it's like, oh, kind of, uh, can't, uh, yeah, the, the the lawyers have to get involved. But either way, man, I think it looks. Yeah, it'll be good. I think it. No, I think I think he doesn't look good. I think there's going to be a story point. I think the movie's going to be good. The movie's going to be good. I think, but I think that's the the look for Apocalypse, which everybody's. Clamoring about, I think there's going to be a a story event, something in the plot that will indicate that he changes to another look because that's the whole thing. He changes size. He's got the the machinery. Uh, it's going to be like an Ultron type thing. He's going to have no. I think he's going to have a mask. Uh, I think he's going to have that suit turns into something else, uh, and then there's going to be like a, a Stargate thing where it's like maybe. maybe. Yeah, I let. First of all, that's Stargate. Stargate awesome. awesome. yeah. All right. So, speaking of, we already we mentioned it earlier, but, uh, so we both, uh, went to go see Ant-Man. Ant-Man! So, uh, this week's episode is, uh, gonna be a direct ploy to take advantage of something that is currently happening. Is literally, <laughs> well, we're talking. No, Ant-Man, um, we both went to go see it, and we went separately, so this is the first time we're talking about it together. Yeah. So, uh, let's start. What's the first thing that you think about when you think about Ant-Man? 
My favorite part of the Rain Man, I swear to God, is uh, uh, Garrett Morris's cameo. Yes. Did you like? Yeah, do you yeah, understand yeah. why that's hilarious? Why? Because Garrett Morris is in there because there was an old sketch on Saturday Night Live where it was a uh, Superman's engagement party when he just got engaged to Lois Lane. So all these superheroes are showing up, like John Belushi is the Hulk and uh, Dan Aykroyd's the Flash, and they all get together, you know, busting each other's balls. And then uh, Garrett Morris shows up as Ant Man. Garrett Morris played Ant-Man in the sketch. No! Yeah, yeah. I've never seen this and sketch. So the Flash comes over and goes, Who are you? And he goes, Oh, I'm Ant-Man. And he goes, uh, So what are your powers? And he goes, Well, I can shrink down to the size of an ant. And he goes, Oh, do you have superpower when you shrink down to the size of an ant? And he goes, Well, I'm just size of an ant and I have normal human strength. And he goes, So your superpower is you have normal human strength. He's like, Yeah! 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 And he's like, hey, Hulk, come over here. Meet Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so that was the cameo. It was like him going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, the whole... Okay, so the, the start of the movie, what did you go in expecting? I, 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 I didn't... I, I didn't went, know what to expect, really. I went expecting... It's funny, because I, I walked in, uh, uh, comic, Mike Lawrence invited me to go with him, and I was like, ah, I can't go at that time. So then when I got there, it's the same movie theater. He was literally walking out. So we just, oh, right. So I was like, hey, Mike, and so he like kind of prefaced me before I went into it. It was like, it's going to get slow in the beginning, but the second half more makes up for it. So I went into thinking that, and he was totally right. It's yeah. totally true, I believe that. But uh, I wanted to think it was going to be... You know, I thought it was going to be a goofy movie because there's no way you can make Ant-Man in today's society without making it somewhat funny. There, it was not going to be a, a Thor-like storyline. It wasn't going to be majestic. Yeah, it wasn't going to have a sweeping yeah. anything, you know. I actually went into it expecting it to be like Ocean's Eleven. And mm. it kind of was. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Because I heard it was a heist movie and I knew Paul Rudd was going to be in it, so I was like, uh, there's going to be some uh, funniness to it. I knew that there was going to be some sort of heist because it's in the trailer. And yeah. then I also knew that um, that there was going to be, like, that... I was totally right. The Karate Kid Miyagi moment of, like, Hank Pym teaching Scott Lang... How to be the Ant Man? Yeah, and that's what I really wanted to see because because later on I, I didn't I didn't do any research going in I didn't I didn't I just afterwards I saw I, and in the credits I noticed Paul Rudd has a writing credit Adam McKay wrote I guess a yeah. draft I don't know if, like in terms well, of originally it was Adam McKay and Edgar Wright right. wrote the first script and then they started re uh, editing it and stuff doing like all that. this stuff. now part of me is sad because I would have loved to have seen what the final Edgar Wright yeah. product would have looked like but because I love Edgar Wright yeah, films yeah. but also. Paul Rudd has a writing credit. Like, I guess... Because he improved a lot of the scenes. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. And then part of me is is wondering how much of what he improvised. Because yeah. he had... In order for him to have imp- to have gotten a writing credit, he has to have... Like, that's there's a whole Writer's Guild thing that, like, yeah, you, you, yeah. you... Like, impro- there were probably, like, a million people who wrote what, on it. What I, what I was wondering after the movie was what parts didn't Edgar Wright agree with? Right. Where he was yeah, like, me this, too. this is taking... Because I didn't really see anything that was too superfluous. I don't know if he thought like, he got heavy-handed with the, in the beginning with, like, the... The daughter. The daughter and the mother and the stepfather. I don't know. I mean, there were some very genuinely laugh-out-loud yeah. moments where I was laughing... Like, I, 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 I'm not one of those guys that likes to be, uh, like, loud in a movie yeah. theater and all that stuff... 
but like I went to go see it packed house it was it was it made, you know it was full yeah. theater and people were laughing like to the point where you missed it was like almost like as much as Guardians of the Galaxy yeah and Guardians of the Galaxy got a lot of laughs I yeah. think my concern is so we were talking about the adult movies making uh-huh. everything for adults but then also because Guardians of the Galaxy was a hit I think what they wanted to do was change that up where they were like let's make it funnier Let's make it, like, instead of goofy, let's add quips and shit, you know, like... Well, I think that's always been the Marvel thing, though, is mm-hmm. to throw the comedy. Like, DC is all about, I mean, they, DC said they're never going to have jokes in their in their comic book movies, because they want their movies to be serious and dark. But Marvel has always been the comic booky comic book yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, where it's like, we're not taking this seriously. Like, Iron Man, like... Was funny at points. That's true. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's a valid point. I think I I, I wonder. I mean, Iron Man had that robot right. that like put out the, the fires, fires, yeah, dummy stuff. with the dust yeah. cap on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. You're right. I guess I'm wrong. I was just thinking about it in terms of like, oh man, I hope they don't try to force comedy into something that didn't need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if they forced, I mean, I, there are comedic moments. But I hope they don't do them to excess. You know what I mean? Like I don't want it to be I don't think just to to excess. No, there was a, there was a couple moments where I did feel where you could feel that like it was it was like you could see the joke coming. Uh-huh. Like when there was there was like so there but there might be spoilers when we talk about the movie. Yeah, of course there's gonna be there's spoilers. gonna be spoilers. It's but a podcast. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was the scene where Hank Pym tells his daughter about how uh, Janet Van Dyne died. Yeah. And then it gets all real heavy, and then Paul Rudd again, you know, says yeah. something quippy. It's great. It's and it, great. And and yeah, and he and it just kind of killed. And he's like, "Oh, I killed the moment." Like he addresses that he killed the moment, and yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I hope I could. See- I knew it was coming." Like, I felt it coming because the whole scene was too heavy for the what it was around it, you know? That's one of those moments where I was like, oh, I bet Edgar Wright wrote that because that seems like a very, like, British thing to do. It's like, oh, I killed the moment, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. I, I loved, oh, the star, the, the stealing the scene every time was uh, Michael, Michael, uh, Pena. Michael Pena. So. Back it up. 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 So then, so I was at, I was at a white tasting with my cousin Ignacio, and then and then they, the way they I shot for the whites, because <laughs> yeah, it's like I knew they had a lot of reds, but I don't really like reds. So then they had, but they had a rosé that saved the day because it was delightful. And then and it's like, and then he stops him. The way they do that whole those whole yeah, scenes, yeah. and I love how they didn't abandon it. Yeah, they used it like clutch moments. It was yeah. great. It was so perfect. Even like, even like the little things where he's like, I'm gonna whistle. It's like no whistling. You're not Andy Griffith. Yeah, like I think that's like a Paul Rudd improvised line. This is Andy Griffith. Like you're not, and I maybe and then even later, the whistling thing was improvised. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, yeah, and at the end he, he did the the whistling where he, just, he whistled. It's a small world. Yes, was like that's great on so many levels. That that got me so hard in the theater because I went to go see it with my friend with his uh, with my friend and she she was like, "What song is that?" And I was like, "It's it's a small." World. <laughs> I was just giggling to myself, just like an idiot, where I'm like, because hey, of the Disney." And you know what's weird though? Finish, he's tiny. It's like meta stuff like that where I'm like, how like that to me makes the universe implode on itself because it's like, all right, so in this universe, Disney exists. That means Disney exists. Disney World exists. Disney World sells merchandise for Marvel heroes. So does that mean? But and I was like, eh, in my brain, that is that is way too far. Yeah. That is way too much. So in that universe, Disney exists, but Marvel comics doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, that's like that's like. <laughs> It's like nobody takes a shit, but they have toilet paper in the bathroom. You know, like what? <laughs> Who cares? 
Who cares? <laughs> it's like there's some arbitrary thing that you've extrapolated. Like, do, do people not shit in the Superman? Uh, they have toilet paper. I don't understand why they would have toilet. Uh, that was a reach. You're right. Um, yeah, it's a little, little bit. A little bit. Uh, the, the heist element was really fun. I yeah. love a good heist movie. Yeah. Love a good heist movie, especially one that, like, is like this where it's, like, lighthearted. I loved it, too. Like, the heist crew were all comic book characters to me. Yes. Like, Michael Pena was a comic book character. The the Russian guy was a comic book character. The, uh, by the way, the Russian guy, the comp, uh, the, the Russian guy, he played, do you remember in Dark Knight? Yeah, he was the... He was the crazy guy. Yeah. Who was Rachel Dawes, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, he was Officer Dawes. And T.I., T.I. did a good job. I, that was, that, that yanked me out of the movie so hard when he first showed up. I was, because all of a sudden I hear this guy, and I'm like, where do I know, why the fuck is T.I. in this movie? And I was just looking at it like... Like, the whole time... And I'm not saying he was bad. Yeah, 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 But he was clearly not as good as the other people in the room. <laughs> and then I'm like, how did he get in there? Like, where did... Like, who did he give money to? Is that a good agent? I guess. But it was, like, one of those things where it was, like... I was just watching it. Every time he showed up on screen, I'm like, fucking T.I., man. Now I'm like, are T.I. songs existing in this universe? Uh, is he... Is he a ra- You know what I mean? Does, you know, like... Is he the same guy? Is he really... He's not. But, you know... Uh, fucking I just blew your mind. <laughs> T.I. is on a record label owned by Disney, and then T.I. Oh, Jesus. He might be. Yeah. I don't know. I'm making that up. But uh, You know, it was a great uh, moment. I loved uh, the Falcon scene. Yes, I was gonna. I wanted to talk about that, too. The idea that the Avengers 2 Age of Ultron, and the line where he, they're, like, dropping cities. Yeah. We should, where the first thing he says, like, we should call the Avengers. Yeah. The first thing. I was yeah. like, perfect. Thank you for saying that, because it's like... And it was great, because, like... I don't know if you ever read the, the comic books and stuff, but, like, Hank Pym, like, is an Avenger. He and the Wasp were founding members of the Avengers, right. which is kind of alluded to in the movie, because there's the cutscene where it's like, oh, they were the first S.H.I.E.L.D.-based superheroes. Well, they, they showed... First of all, the footage of the six, the old Ant-Man footage yeah. was dope. Yeah, I that was loved great. that so much. I want to yeah. see that. I, call, I hope... I, I would be amazing if they did this, but if they get Hank, uh, Hank Pym in Agent Carter... Where he that where Ant Man is now a part of the Agent Carter series, like a young Hank Pym, like a young Hank Pym, uh, doing agent missions like that. Yeah. Like suddenly they realize they need the, like they have they have other superpowers. Like he could be like the the Fitz, like that's an Agents of Shield, but like back then, right? Where he's, so the, he's the tech the, guy, he's the tech guy, and then he comes up with the Pym particle. He discovers yeah. this giant, you know. And I think Janet Van Dyne might be a part of. If oh, yeah. the, I hope that that would be really interesting. That'd be fantastic. That would be great because it takes place isn't event isn't. The whole Avengers West Coast thing, real? Well, I mean, like, in the comic books. In the comic, but like, isn't that they're also saying that Agent Carter's going to be in California and LA? Oh, you know that's what I mean? right. So yeah. there might be a California connection. I mean, California because that's in San Francisco where that took place, right? Oh, that's not bad. You know what I mean? I'm trying. I'm thinking that might be that might be cool because you know Haley Atwell's there. Yeah, you know they address it that she's the she's important. And, and I liked how they brought back uh, uh, what's his name from Mad Men as uh, Stark. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? He's great. I don't know. Nah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the guy the guy who played Stark in Iron Man 2. Yeah. Like, they didn't go back to Dominic Cooper or whatever his name is. They, and make him old. Yeah, they brought back uh, Starling or Sterling, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, they showed a little bit of uh, the Hank Pym anger issues. Yeah. Because that's one thing I'm glad they went with Scott Lang instead of Hank Pym, because it's like, that's way too much. Like That's hard to put on there. Yeah. The the, the whole, because isn't there a whole, like, like he, because he gets, 
The pin particles uh, fuck they with you. They just screw up your brain. Yeah. And the thing they talk about screw up your brain, like, it didn't really... The, the pin particles don't really screw up your brain, but the in the comic books, he, uh, at one point, Hank Pym ingests, like, this uh, different kind of pin particle type thing, and that screws up his brain and turns him into the Yellow Jacket. Right. That's when the Yellow Jacket, or, yeah, Yellow Jacket character comes out, and that's the cross character in this. But it's, uh... But it's, it, but it, it starts where, like, doesn't he, doesn't he, like, end up, like, d- abusing Janet Van Dyne in yes, the story? Yes, There's a story it's weird. Yeah, like, like, he, like the, the chemicals develop schizophrenia. Right. So it's like, originally they wrote it in there that he, like, threw his arms up. Like, the artist who drew it, like, they draw the panel and then they fill in everything else. Yeah. He, like, he threw his hands up and, you know, and anger. It was accidental. It was accidental, and then eventually they turned into, he did it on purpose. Um, and I was like, ugh. There's, have you ever read the, uh, the Ultimates? No. Oh, bro, it's it's great, a great standalone story. Ultimates 1, Ultimates 2 are great. 3 is fucking terrible. But Ultimates 1 and Ultimates 2 is great. Uh, at one point, they bring in the, the Hank Pym uh, doing domestic violence against Janet Van Dyne, and Captain America finds out about it and beats the fuck out of Hank Pym as he's Giant Man. Like, as he's, wow. like, he, he, like, goes to a bar and, like, finds Hank Pym and, like, blasts him in the face, and then while he's giant, he, like, blows up. And then still, Captain America's, like, beating on Giant Man, like, breaks his nose, like, all his crate. Oh, it's fantastic. That sounds great. Yeah, no, because that, that is a story element that, because there is the, the story that he tells Hope Van Dyne the, that, uh, yeah. that, um... Which, by the way, this, the story about her, you know, them defusing the rocket is very close to Captain America's origin story. Of, right. So I'm thinking, I wonder if she's still on the rocket or something like that. And I know Baron Zemo's coming up in a future movie, and he's the one who originally launched the the rocket in Ca- the Captain America origin story. The Russian rocket, yeah. So yeah. I wonder if the Baron Zemo character launches the rocket that Janet Van Dyne had to defuse, and maybe that's going to come into play uh, uh, in Civil War, because Baron Zemo's going to be in Z- Civil War. So I wonder if, and if I think Ant-Man's going to be in Civil War, too. I don't know if it's all going to come together. I think he's lying about... I think there might be... that, Or Janet Van Dyne faked... A situation. Because I think she faked her death, or she's right. gonna co- she's gonna come back. Because she she plays both sides of the coin too in the comic books. No, like she's not pure good. Eh, she's, she's kind she's of like one a, of the most pure good. Really? Yeah, she doesn't who, really switch over too much. Not as far as I know, but I because because um, well, I guess I I think I guess I'm wrong. I I I, I, I always thought that that she because in Secret Wars she does play like that aggressive fuck all these other guys character. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that's because that's 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 more the most recent wasp thing in my mind. Where the she's wasp. like, I'm in charge. Fun fact fuck about all the wasp: she's the one who came up with the name of the Avengers. She yeah. was a she was a fashion designer, and uh, <laughs> she was Hank Pym's wife. And she was like, "We're the Avengers," and she like made everybody new costumes because the 1960s and all women knew how to make clothes. And yeah, yeah I was like, yeah. Ugh, this is very uh, dated. So, Hank Pym has, like, these old shield things. I love how the suit... There's a little thing I noticed. He's wear The suit... The clothes that Hank Pym wears is just old school enough where yeah. you're like, that's a guy who did not pass the 70s in no, terms of style. He, that's a 60s well, I suit. Th- I think that's a 1980s suit. And I think they... Because, like, uh, he quit being Ant-Man in 1989, mm-hmm. according to the to the movie. So he still has, like, 1989 fashion. He's got that... Those, all those suits were, like, a little... <laughs> and then the Darren Cross suits were, like, super shiny. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because it's, like... Uh, uh, I think they kind of dressed them to make them look like Gordon Gecko, like, aged horribly. Well, they're... First of all, the, the, 
well, not first of all, we've said a million things. Yeah. But the the, <laughs> the 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 aging thing, the, that the great. scene. Yes, how yeah. great was that? It looked like young, like he shot that back when he was Gordon Gecko, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. or even younger. He looked like younger than Gordon Gecko. Yeah, it was great. I was watching that, and I was just tr- like trying to poke holes in it. I was like, where's the effect? And that whole thing brings into full circle the Hydra thing, because it's like that guy yeah. was an undercover Hydra agent while working for S.H.I.E.L.D., and now he's trying to sell Hydra the yellow jacket armor, and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And I loved how uh, there was the line when he, uh, he uh, Hank Pym was like, oh, this isn't just some sort of cheap, like, Iron Man armor. As if to say, like, all the technological advancement Tony Stark did, like, it compares nothing to, yeah, the, yeah, to yeah. the Ant-Man. This is a particle I created... They can sh- they can reduce the size of atoms. Right. Yeah. 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 Where it's just like you you're not paying that, that. Well, the whole and then they get the whole quantum thing. I don't know. At a certain point, it was just like just tell me what you want to tell me, man. I bought into it. Like, oh yeah, it, yeah. That's that's the one thing about this. If you movie. throw enough techno jargon, you're like cool. All right. No, I mean not. Yes, 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 and no because they threw it in the in at the right times and the right characters responding to it because then fucking uh, Scott Lang was like, what the hell is going on? Exactly as you're like, what the hell is going on? I was like, that's a great way to do that sort of thing. I like the... To the, handle exposition that way. The part when uh, he's like, don't mess with the... The, the com- regulator. The regulator, blah, 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 because you slipped into a subatomic, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, cool, if it ain't, break, if it ain't broke. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. That's exactly right, where you're just like, whatever. That's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. like, that sums up like the viewing experience of... Alright, cool. Fine. Let's do it. We're like, no, it's like, he's still breathing particle. Well, what is, how, how does he breathe? Does the air go, never mind. Right. And the ants do what? The controlling the ants thing were, was pretty, like, it's one of those things where you're like, they explain it once, and then you're like, fine. Whatever. Whatever. It's, it's funny, because, like, if you look at it in the context of the movie, you're like, why would he want to control ants? Like, why is, why why ants? is that a thing? Why but not spiders? In the comic books, it's like he figures out how to shrink down to a size, and the ants are trying to kill him, right. and he has to, on the fly, figure out some way to not die from ants. Right. So then he's like, nah, I'll just control them, and he creates a thing, and blah, blah, blah. And it's there was a lot of cool moments where they 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 used the ants and I was like, yeah. was, hey, well done. And there was like a like a the part when uh, Anthony gets shot. Yeah. Oh, and, I broke my heart. A little and bit. like the 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 wing flies down. Like I didn't go into full on like cry, but I was like, oh, that's weird. I feel we're, sad for an ant. Yeah. Where that was that moment of when they shoot him because there was like a laugh line somewhere there where all of a sudden everybody's laughing or everybody's just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? These flying ants. He's riding an ant that's flying, and all of a sudden, poof. And everyone was like, oh shit, like, because there was a guy talking next to us way too much. Uh, so that kind of took me out of it for a little bit. But then he's like, why are they shooting at an ant? Why are they shooting bullets at an ant? <laughs> and he said that out loud. And then so I, and so the people around us were laughing at the idea of like, why are they shooting at an ant? How are you going to hit an ant with a bullet? That's crazy. And then all of a sudden, Anthony gets shot and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> and we both, like, we were laughing. We were just, we were just like, oh. And because in that moment, everybody was like, Oh shit! Yeah. Well, Anthony. Well, that's why they shot him in there. Yeah, and it was that. But <laughs> that guy, at, he took away from a lot of the movie. But that was the one moment where he added so much because he was at one point he was like, you know, eating loudly. And it was yeah. like one of those rude moviegoers. But it was like that moment where it's like, oh, you redeemed yourself, buddy. Way to go! <laughs> How you shoot bullets at an ant? How are you gonna shoot a like, bullet? This is great. It's like Mystery Science Three Three Thousand so Live. Because that was the one thing that he said audibly enough that we understood what he was saying uh-huh. and he, he might have been killing it the whole time yeah but to himself and his friend that was next to him but he was that was <laughs> he was like man 
Why don't you say other shit loud? Like, add. <laughs> Come on, if you're gonna do it, do it. Yeah, I hate, I hate movie talkers. That's the worst. I I love the. That's movie. one of the reasons why I'm glad I went there by myself. Where yeah. it's just like, oh, I don't have to like, because I'm guilty of it. Where I'm like, oh, see that part. Oh, I do that. Yeah, I like, like that though. Oh, I gotta make sure I get, uh, like, because then when I do that, I still I miss out on stuff. Yes, so I'm yeah, like, that's nah, true. I, gotta, I there's there's something about because it brings up the argument of like, oh, we could have just waited for this one at home. Yeah, you could have, but there's something about a theater going experience that I genuinely enjoy. Like yeah. even if I'm going to a, like a half full theater yeah, for something yeah. that's weeks old, like I regret not going to see Mad Max Fury Road oh, bro, so in good. the theater. I saw it at home. Oh. I regret like I watched that movie at home and I was and I have a big TV, nice sound system. I have I got a nice good setup and the whole time I was like I fucked up. I fucked up. Yeah. By not seeing this in That's the why theater. That's why I saw like a huge mistake. I saw Avatar in the theater. Yeah. And it wasn't a great movie. I mean, at least I don't think so. But visually, it was stunning. I saw it in the theater, too. But, like, was... story-wise, I would never re-watch it. No. But, uh, yeah, like, I was gonna see, like, I purposely wanted to see Ant-Man in 3D. I'm not usually a big 3D guy, but I was like, I feel like 3D could work with this one. Yeah. And it did. It totally worked. I didn't see it in 3D. I was gonna go see, uh, I was gonna go see it in uh, 3D IMAX, but, like, the times didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So then I went to go see it in 3D, and I was like... You know, a 3D is fine. IMAX would have been cool, but like, yeah, I'm glad I saw it in 3D because, mm-hmm. like, the fl- like when all the bugs are flying, like they're in different dimensions, and like you can see. Yes. And like that's the part I liked. Like I would never see. Uh, like I didn't see Magic Mike in 3D. Right, right, right. I don't need that. Yeah, and then also the the use of the side that that effect of the silhouette size changing thing. Yeah. You know, when you're shrinking down, you see like the different stages yeah, really briefly. Yeah. That. To me, I was like, this would have been good in three. In my mind, it was like one of the first. Ones like when he, that when would he sh- have been good in three D. When he shrank down in the in the like, <laughs> like I just made the movement. Yeah, you did. Yeah, when uh, he shrank down. When he like shrank down in size in the in the hot in the hot tub in the bathtub. The first time. Yeah, the first time was like, oh, you see the curtains and you see the where he's all the way down at the end. And it's it like, changes oh, this perspective. Really, yeah, this is one of those movies where I felt like three D actually worked. Yeah, I'm glad I saw. Like I saw. Uh, I usually see action movies in three D. Yeah, me too. I don't go to see comedies or romantic movies. No. I don't see that in general. I don't even like to go see comedies in the theaters because I would rather just wait for the comedy to come out on. Exactly. I go to I go to the movies for action movies. Like I saw all the Expendables uh, 3. It yeah. just came out on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And I watched it and I was like, you know, you know it's, not, it's not the greatest movie, but it's like, I enjoyed this movie because it's just stupid fun. Yeah, the Expendables movies, they're all dumb fun. Oh, it's great. They're not, none, of them are, neither, none of them are good, but yeah. they're all fun. They're all, like, fun you know, yeah. turn off your brain for a second and just be like, explosion! But even that, like... And I, was, I remember that guy from that thing! Even that, I'm like, I could, you know, seeing The Expendables 3 in a movie theater would probably be cool, but I was like, I was completely fine with it on Netflix. Right, right, right. But like, Ant-Man, I'm like, I gotta see Ant-Man in 3D. Yeah, I, like, I genuinely am upset about Mad Max, but but like, yeah. like that's what... Mad Max was fucking fantastic. Yeah, it was movie. great. Uh, so, you missed that. You fucked up so I did, bad. right? I, I was like, I, like, that's what, like, one of the deep regrets oh, of my when life. The, when the guy in the bungee cord with the guitar like flies toward I was like yeah. oh, this is great Ugh, shut up Ooh. shut your face Ooh, and then the car parts are flying oh it's fantastic. oh my god when they blow that guy when they rip that guy's face off with the mask and like, bang. oh man that movie's great that's a great movie so are we doing Mad Max this episode no <laughs> no but 
But uh, I, lo- I love the Ant Man because it actually kind of what we were talking about. It combined action plus comedy. Yeah, like there, it was like uh, it came at perfect times. Like the the scene when Yellow Jacket and Ant Man are starting to first fight and they get locked in the the, the briefcase and yes. it's flying there. And it's like, oh, you realize how small they are because they're in a briefcase and they hit the the theory, you know, yes. I'm disintegrate you. Plane clashes disintegrate. Yeah, oh, the, fantastic. The, 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 the scale. Fly, he gets hit into the the the, the bug, bug zapper. zapper. What? So there's moments in that movie where you're where all of a sudden you realize you're like they're fucking tiny. You know, like yeah. they're like you would. And and one of them when I realized how small he gets was that old footage of Hank Pym Ant Man kicking ass uh, oh, yeah, Shield style, yeah, yeah. the old Shield video, where I was like, oh my god, he's so that. And then I love the way the density stays the same, so it's like you're hitting with human force and you can still, you know, or it's even more compact because it's the speed of a bullet or you yeah, know, it's something like, like that. Whatever the explanation yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things where I was like, yeah, whatever. Go gotcha, ahead. yeah, good. Cool. And like, well, how can he jump so far? Like, you know, like, yeah, whatever, yeah. who cares? Gravity yeah. effects and different, whatever the expert, who cares? Uh, but then there's like, when he's fighting and he's shooting these like super powered lasers out of this tiny little thing. Then I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of fucking scary, actually. Like, yeah. like you start to realize the scale of what damage they could do. That video that Cross shows the buyers. Yeah. You're like, ah. It reminded me a lot of the Rocketeer. That's what I was thinking, too. Yes. With the Rocketeer, when they show the all of the Nazi flying Superman yeah, yeah. soldiers or whatever. And you just see them, like, tearing down, burning down the White House. And the Nazi flag goes up and shit. And you're just like, whoa. Yeah. It reminded me of that. I wouldn't be surprised if that was inspired by that. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, the guy who directed uh, Rocketeer directed uh, the first Captain America movie. That's so right. I, uh, that's kind of in the same vein. Uh, yeah, I love that. I love. I also love that this was kind of like a relief to the Avengers, where it's like still the world was on the line because they're going to sell the thing to Hydra. You know, that could affect the, scale the world domination. Was but it was like the fact that they were very tiny to the point where they could fight in a child's bedroom. Or the only damage... Because yeah. the Avengers destroyed New York City. But it's like Ant-Man put a hole in this guy's roof. Right. Like, that was the extent of the damage. Aside from, you know, imploding that building or whatever it was to get rid of... But, like, no civilians were harmed. There yeah. was no c- civilian and damage. And then they talk about it after... The Thomas the Tank train yeah. was so funny. It was yeah. just so... The scale change, the way they handled that scale change was so funny. <laughs> Where, where, like, you would, like, the, the, it's in the trailer, but when the train falls off yeah, the track, yeah. when it hits him, it's just like, oh, right, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was just one of those things where, and then as he, when he would blow up and he was threatening the girl, everyone in the theater was like, fuck, oh, yeah. you know? And that was one thing I'm trying, I was saying about the theater going experience. When you're with a group of people that are on board, yeah, and you don't have any of these dickheads. That like the guy talking. It's not like he was talking on the phone to somebody else or about something else. He was yeah. he was engaged into the movie. Yeah. So it was almost like not okay, really. It was like director's commentary. It was almost kind of like it was like MST3K riff tracks. That's like uh, uh, in comedy clubs. Whenever you see a comedy club, you don't let. It's not like a restaurant where you go. Oh, sit wherever you want to. Like they make sure everybody sits as close to the stage as possible, mm-hmm. and they pack them in. The reason, like, a lot of people complain about comedy clubs because it's like, I don't really have any room to move. It's like, that's for your benefit because the closer you are together, the more the laughter is contagious. Yeah. That's because emotion is contagious. So, like, people are like, when I saw, uh, saw Ant-Man, there was this guy next to me, I think it was during that scene when he's, like, holding the daughter hostage, and he was this old guy sitting by himself, 
who's sitting next to me, which is weird. But, like, the whole movie, anytime something like that would happen, he would, like, cover his face and go... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he was, like, he was genuinely concerned. Yeah, he's on point. For this... And then and you're sitting next to him, and, and I'm like, oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah man, this is That's pretty like, riveting. Yeah, you look around for social cues where everybody yeah. clenches at the same time. And not to, make it about, like, not to make it about Mad Max again, when I go, went to go see Mad Max, I went with my brother because I was down in Florida. Right. And there was uh, one scene when uh, the pregnant girl's like leaning out the door and is about to get hit by the, the rock yes. or whatever. And she goes into the last minute, and my brother like jumped in his seat, and I was like, oh, yeah! It got us! Yeah! There was a moment, there was a lot of the funny moments that were good and shocking. There was a couple good scare moments. Oh yeah! In this, in Ant Man, there was a you know, I want to see, and then of course, the, well, we got to talk about uh, the stingers at the end. We got to talk about the, the, the hope Van Dyne getting the yeah, yeah. wasp. They're gonna work on that together, the wasp armor. Yeah. And then the the what I didn't realize until after that scene at the end, the, at the end, very end of the credits, there is a scene with um, uh, a kept. Excuse me, Captain America, Winter Soldier, win, uh, uh, and the Falcon find the Winter Soldier ho- it trapped in some machine. And I think that's you know it's usually like uh, they give like the the post credit scene is like uh, oh this is what's going to happen an extra movie. thing. And but this one looks like it's actually taken from the middle of Civil War because yes. they say oh we need to contact Tony to help out with this and they go no we can't because of the Accords. We don't know what the Accords are, but it sounds like something that's preventing superheroes from being superheroes. And so he says, we need to get somebody who's not involved with the Avengers or anything like that. So that's when he's like, oh, I know a guy who could fix this. And Hank, it could either be Hank Pym, or it could be Ant-Man, who has who's a mechanical yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, edu- master's degree or whatever. And I love how they just drop that in there, where you're like, sold, yeah. good, that goes filed away into the brain, so whatever electronic yeah. thing he does that's unbelievable... Totally believable. Well, it's based on the comic books. In yeah. the comic books, Scott Lang was a, a guy who was forced to become a criminal to help his daughter. And yeah. his daughter, by the way, turns out to be uh, his comic book character named Stature, who is kind of like Goliath or Giant Man, where she can like grow into a bigger... Oh, really? Yeah, like she's a part of her... And a recuperation or whatever was like pin particles were injected into her to the point where she doesn't need a suit and she doesn't need a belt she doesn't need anything oh. she can grow it's kind of like the Hulk a little bit where she grows on her emotions where it's like if she's angry or something she grows big if she's like depressed she grows small or whatever oh, it is interesting so her name is Stature in the comic book but obviously that's like a young Avengers yeah, yeah it wouldn't be for another like 10 years or whatever for of course of course but well, it, I mean, it's kind of alluded to that she's like he gives her like this disgusting looking rabbit and she's like cool like she's totally fine and she loves the little ant the ant that grows the, up the to ant the dog pet? yeah Yo, that's a messed up dog Yo, that's a, yeah 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 <laughs> by the way when I saw that dude I was like remember the titans yeah I know you <laughs> You've That's been funny. in like four things, but I can never remember. Your name. <laughs> the, the, oh man, you made me cry. Remember the Titans, though. Remember the Titans, Jesus. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember uh, who he was in Remember the Titans. He was the. I mean, there was the the white guy and the black guy on the team. Uh-huh. They were both the team captains. One was the, Sunshine. Sunshine. No, Sunshine. No, Sunshine was a quarterback. Yeah, but the the black guy, the the black. Oh, equivalent. that was him. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, that was back when he was young. I didn't realize that. Oh, that's interesting. All right, cool. That's a little tidbit, little fun fact from Zeros on Heroes. Yeah, a little, little, What's little great? that guy was in that thing. What's great is, like, in Remember the Titans, like, they cut back to, you know, like, 20 years in the future or whatever it is where, like, the whole team's grown. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
in the in the thing, he has a mustache, and in this one, he has a mustache, and I'm like, are you the same character? That's uh, blowing your mind. The continuity. Oh man, uh, he's in this movie remembering <laughs> Titans. No, I, I don't understand the which Titan I believe was the name of one of the Hank Pym aliases. What? All right, all right. What are we talking about here? So, oh my god. So, um, so the Falcon, he fights the Falcon scene, uh, that was really, really cool, because we totally skipped that part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we, we mentioned it, it yeah, yeah. but we didn't really talk about it. That scene where it's literally like, and afterwards he addressed it, he was like, did you see that? I fought an Avenger? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, did you see? <laughs> Mom, were you looking? Mom! Like, that's what it felt like. Where he's I didn't like, die? Hey, I didn't yeah. die! I thought that was great. Uh, I thought it was great, too, because, like, it showed off more than the past movies that how, like, Falcon's technology works. He's got the glasses. And the yeah, yeah, and it's like that... Well, now the Falcon is the Falcon. Yeah. Before he was Sam Wilson, the guy who was a, mil- a soldier and not yeah. anymore, and then helping out. Yeah. Now yeah. he's the fucking, you know... And in, in, in Avengers 2, he was the Falcon, but they didn't really show him that much. Yeah, yeah. You know? He just had, like, a post-credit scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, real quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and then the Avenger, uh, the part right before the credits was uh, him saying, oh, I wanted to... They did another one of the Michael Pena things. Yes. Where, like, at one point, we got a guy who swings, we got a guy who blah, blah, we got a guy who climbs walls, and it was like, oh! Spider-Man! The first fucking Spidey reference. The the first Spidey reference was from that fine-ass, bomb-ass fine chick, or whatever it was that he was saying. That's super fine, that dope fine, whatever. Like, it was just so... Fast and clever, that Michael Pena shit, man. Yeah. That was so well done. Yeah. And so the, well done. the Stan Lee thing, like the Stan Lee He's the bartender, yeah. He's the bartender. <laughs> the way they sync up the mouth, the... Oh, it's oh great. man, what a... Oh, God, was so good. That part. Because it's like, it's not showing what actually happened. It's showing the what's going on in Michael Pena's head. Yes. Hey, and, and then Scott's like, uh, the, you know, the Paul Rudd character, Paul Rudd's like, did he tell you to tell her, to tell him, to tell, him, to tell me? And I asked him, did you tell him that? And he said, yes. <laughs> and then credits. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. it. He's like, that's, that's how it ends. I was like, perfect. That's how exactly right. But, uh, but yeah, the, the, the shrinking superpower does come to, like, what would you... Like, the whole time I was... Would you be a criminal? Would you steal? Um, With that power, if you could sneak into things... There's a... Right, recently, the latest incarnation of Ant-Man was called the Irredeemable Ant-Man. And it's this... I forgot his name. Hmm. It sounds like Miguel O'Gary or something like that. So, something cross-cultural? Yeah, exactly. And he's a he's a criminal. He uses it to spy on naked women and stuff like that. Oh! Like, do, like, skeevy stuff. Uh, yeah, is sh- it with tongue-in-cheek, or is it, like, just gross? No, he's straight up just, like... He's just, just like, just obviously... A, a pervert. Yeah. And, uh... I don't know. Would I... I don't... I mean, <laughs> I could... I could shrink down to a size, and that way, like... A regular cannoli would be like a giant cannoli. <laughs> you, would, you would swim in the cannoli like the cockroach from Wally. Oh yeah, like where you dive into the Twinkie and you come out the other side. Oh man, because like if you think <laughs> about it, no wait, no, wait, this wait. is great. This is no, great stop. because like you have this giant cannoli and then you just eat your fill of cannoli and then you're like, man, I'm so full off of this cannoli. Then you get big again. But it's like, yeah, you only had, like, <laughs> part of a cannoli. So you had the full experience of just gorging out a cannoli, but then when you go big again, it's like, oh, you only had, like, ten calories. But you're stuck in the suit. You're missing the opportunity to throw that little and beginner thing at a real cannoli. 
No, but then... And then the, the cannoli blows up. My issue is you eat a whole bunch, but then you don't retain any of the calories. Then you drink the pin particles, and then, then you, the, everything in your tummy just shrinks right back down. Yeah, but then, like, your lower intestine's really tiny now. Listen, <laughs> there's flaws in my plan. I know. <laughs> I know there's flaws. I'm sure there's a way you could, like... Maybe that little mask that could be like a... Like a food hole? Look at you trying hole. to put a food hole in the Ant-Man's... It's like you put the thing and you put it in and you close it and you open another door and you put that in... Oh, it, it works. Would, you it know works. what? It would just be like mandibles, like an actual ant. He's <laughs> You're going to give them... It's like, you know what Ant-Man was missing? Mandibles. mandibles. The ability to eat through mandibles. That would be my superhero. That would be your addition. Yeah. Your technological addition. Who's this new shrinking guy? Mandible. Wow, he sounds really harsh. Oh, he mostly just eats... Oh, he just eats a little bit. Yeah, he just eats. Like he's yeah, he's yeah, he just eats. What does he eat? Oh, you know, like yeah, a little yeah, tiny yeah. pit, and then he and then he's, he fills up, and then he feels full, and then he yeah. drink gets big again, yeah. and he feels fine. It's like, how does that help us fight crime? Fight crime? Yeah. What the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? He's an ant. He's an ant. What do you? Who would in their right mind shrink down and fight oh. crime? This you is may, a horrible superhero. Yeah, this is a, and then you see like Hank Pym standing there, like, look, it's not that bad an idea. I was just, uh, look, hey, <laughs> you don't have to talk shit about me. I'm, I'm standing right here. Oh, I didn't see you, Hank Pym. You're so tiny. <laughs> the, I don't know, but that I, I would. There's all of the teenage like sneak into the girls' locker room aspects of things. Classics. Classic. Honey, I shrunk the kids endeavors. Yep, yep, yeah. Get sucked into a vacuum cleaner. Oh, maybe that's where I'm getting the food thing from. Maybe like, remember they yeah. found like the oatmeal pie and they're that's just eating right. the oatmeal pie. They're grabbing fistfuls of this uh, oh. fucking thing. Oh, it's like that scene and the scene from uh, Hook, like where there's yeah. eating, like <laughs> those were my favorite scenes. That the scene from Hook. Uh, the, the Ninja Madeline? Turtles pizza thing. Oh, oh the fucking... Uh, what is it, Matilda? Matilda. Yeah. Oh, bro. bro. No, you were all about... You're all, no, you, you just said the Ninja Turtles pizza eating thing, yeah. and you made the hand motion of that guy who's, like, literally shoving the pizza into his face. <laughs> like, he's not biting the pizza, he's just, he's like, folding it into his mouth. <sighs> At the beginning of Ninja Turtles 2, watch it, Secret of the Use. Uh, there, there's a guy who's literally, like, deep-throating a pizza. Oh, it's so good. It looks great. But, um... But yeah, that, I mean, look, that movie was good. It was awesome. I Where do you it, think? I give it a B plus. It was definitely, definitely. I, I, I give it a pass fail. I say pass. Oh, okay. like I mean, it passes. You watch yeah. like a watch. Do not watch. Like it's, it's Rotten Tomatoes is like a 80, 80 something percent. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I see. Something. There's parts of it where, there's parts of it where, you could see that they were putting, they were using band aids to cover some shit up. That yeah. was the whole Edgar Wright thing. You know, what I didn't like was like some people are like, yeah, but you know, it's following the Marvel formula, and I'm like. Yeah, that's what makes them all good. Yeah, yeah. The Marvel formula, that's like, it's oh, working. they're baking a cake but using flour, so yeah. it's going to be a cake. You know, yeah. you're like, yeah, cake's delicious. Yeah, it's great. It's just got different, this is a chocolate cake, and then there's over here, there's a lemon cake, and over here, there's a there's a, there's a yellow cake with the chocolate Listen, frosting. you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Yes, you All right. Can. Yeah, well... <laughs> Talk to Marvel about that shit. Wow. They're putting it all together. I'm, I, I'm really excited for uh, Civil War. I, I yeah. think it set it up in a good way. When you see the new Avengers facility yeah. and there's nobody there, yeah. where are they? That, that means they're doing something. It's not up and running yet. I think it's the thing. You're it's thinking like, it's, it's, it's like right before... Because they had already dropped the city on something. Because yeah. they, they made reference to it. Yeah. So how like where in the timeline does Ant-Man happen? You've got to wonder if it's concurrent... Or just after, you know, because they're training for weeks. Well, you know what, there were a couple uh, newspaper shots that were like, 
you know, was saying that it was Kobia or whatever, like, oh, we're still in the headlines. That. I didn't catch that. And there were even some that were, like, um... Recovering or something? Uh, uh, kind of like, uh, who's to blame type stuff. And, uh, oh. so I think that was kind of, like, it's showing that there's seeds of dissent in the public opinion of them. Right, of the Avengers. Yeah. Well, there's also the whole... So the storyline of the Avengers 2, the Avengers Age of Ultron, where the Hulk destroys, where he's like, don't yeah. come back to America. Yeah. That's why they shot all that shit in Seoul and in, in yeah. Africa. That's why they're all international because yeah. they, they, that was one of the, again, one of those lines where you're like, throw that in the memory banks that explains everything else. Yeah. Don't come back because people are still upset about. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, like the Hank Pym part when he said, uh, when he's like, I want to call, let's call the Avengers. And he goes, I created the suit and I wouldn't let the last Stark get a hold of it, why would I let this Stark get a hold of it? Right. Especially with the concept that everything Stark creates turns into some sort of weapon. Right. Or he created the Iron Man suit. Someone created another uh, similar Iron Man suit, the Obadiah Stane. Right. And the second one, uh, somebody took his technology and created the Whiplash. And the third one, uh, I think, oh, I guess he didn't create anything in that one. Well, in the third one, that shows, the third one was basically to showcase that Jarvis can run the the things, and yeah, then he comes yeah. up with Iron Legion. And, and that shows the Iron Legion, right. and all that stuff. And it's like, oh man, yeah, if you give anything to Tony Stark, he's going to create a mess out of it. Well, it's also like, Tony Stark, They because I, I watched Iron Man 3 again recently, and they addressed the fact that the reason why he has those panic attacks is because he realizes how weak everyone is compared to aliens and yeah, yeah. gods and shit. So he needs, he has that, that, that uh, compulsion to protect yeah. But to the point of, like, the angry father that locks the daughter in a room and yeah. doesn't let her out or all the super... Like, where it's, like, the super overly strict, too many rules dad. Yeah. And you can see, like, he's taken that progression. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because even in the Avengers 2 where he's, like, we got to build an iron and a suit of armor around the world. And he's, like, there's a cold world. I've seen colder. That whole shit is, I think, going to be important to... That's a, that's it. I think that's throwaway stuff that people aren't paying attention yeah. to that's big in character development. I think a lot of Avengers 2 was... It was really just buffering for the next couple movies. Yes, yes, yeah. And like, also, it was its own movie, but it's like, yeah. oh, there were so many, like, oh, this is going to be important, so remember this. And also, they introduced a villain and dispatched the villain in the same movie. Yeah, which is great. And, and a lot of it was... Yeah, you know you're right. Scarlet Witch, Vision... All of that stuff gets introduced, yeah, and and that's going to be big later. Which on. is why I like the Hitman because it was like a lot of this I don't need to remember for a future movie. This is all just a it, standalone movie, except for a few parts. If you do remember it, it'll be like icing on the cake. Yeah. Hey, hey. we brought it back around. All right. So, is there anything else we got? We're wrapping this up. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, good movie. It was good. Go watch it. I mean, yeah. well, we've ruined so much of it for you. Go watch it again. I do want to go watch it. Was, I genuinely want to watch it again because I feel like... Oh, there are definitely parts I missed. There's stuff that I missed. That's the thing about Marvel movies is that I've gone back to watch them a few times. Every time I watch them, I'll see some continuity thing. Yeah. So going back to the Comic-Con shit that we were talking about where Marvel was not present there, one thing they did give this movie a lot of flack over was that Marvel isn't backing it, quote-unquote. They're like, oh, they didn't, go to, they didn't go to Comic-Con. And now in my mind, I'm like... I understand why they didn't go to Comic-Con, because Star Wars yeah, yeah. owned Comic-Con. Yeah. The, the Dark Knight, I mean, the Batman vs. Superman yeah. thing, they're like, look, we got one movie coming out. Yeah. We, if people are going to go see it, they're going to go see it. It's our fun movie. It's, not, it, our, it's not our tentpole film. I think I read that it did make, like, 
It was the second least amount of money that any Marvel movie has made since they they brought back uh, Marvel know. Studios. Right. So, uh, I mean, it definitely does show, but it's also like, nobody cares about Ant-Man. It's it's for the fans. Ant Man is for the is for like the people who are w- invested in the universe and just want to be completionists. Yeah, and also people who like Paul Rudd maybe, yeah. and people want to see a fun movie. And like arguably, Guardians of the Galaxy is like less well known, but also it was like twice as good of a movie and twice as good. And also they promoted heavily. Yeah, a lot more. Yeah, than than I see for Ant Man. So I th- I don't think it's getting a fair shake in terms of promotion, and I, I think public opinion on it is mixed. But you know what? The movie itself was entirely enjoyable yeah. and just a fun thing. And also, I think it's good for Marvel to do a movie where you're not, it's not like everything is riding on it. Where it's like, hey, remember we have fun with comic books yeah. too. Where it's like, this yeah. was fun. Yeah. And I think that it's important to have those fun movies in there. Yeah. And again, I would have liked to have seen Edgar Wright finish it. You should go see it in 3D and let me know if uh, it makes a difference. Uh, I'll try. I, I mean, I drop. Another, you know, $17 to watch. Because if I watch it in 3D, I'm watching it in IMAX. Oh, uh, so it's like 20 bucks, right? If you see it, because uh, I was looking at the difference between prices, and uh, 3D by itself is 19 and IMAX is 21 Not in Queens, brother. Oh. Queens is cheaper. Because oh. I live in uh, Queens. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Do us a favor and follow us on uh, Instagram and, and Twitter. At Michael Markerdale, at William A. Watkins. Thanks for that energy. At uh, Suck a Dick. At, <laughs> no, that's not a thing. At uh, Jesus Christ. That's uh, what I should have made my Twitter handle was like at J E E Z U S. Jesus Christ. Because that Jesus is your thing. Christ. Yeah, that's, your, that's your emphatic. I think that goes from like my old uh, Irish upbringing where you just go, ah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like Jesus H. Christ in a cross there. Yeah. Ah, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Yeah, all of them. Um, but uh, thank you everybody for listening and uh, do us a favor if you want, let us know who you want us to cover if you have a hero that you'd like to uh, see us talk, hear us talk about oh by the way shout out to our real hero is he that dude fighting a shark yes that happened today yesterday yeah, some good. dude in a surfing competition w- literally was fighting a shark Look, on this, national television this is like a post credits hero news scene yeah yeah <laughs> it's totally like but yeah shout out to that hero uh, hero, yeah. our, what what is it? The hero of the day. Hero of the day. Hero of the day. Really haven't done any of. Yeah. yeah, we gotta get on this shit. Here's our hero of the day. Uh, that dude. What's his name? Do we have a name eh, for him? I don't know. You look. Google guy fights shark at surfing competition. <laughs> Aquaman. I don't know. Yeah, man. Make that motherfucker off. If that guy <laughs> shit doesn't get a cameo in the Aquaman movie, where all of a sudden they were like. Listen, we really like the other surfer. We wanted you to lose. Aquaman's like, have, I like this guy better. They should have that guy. They should have the, chick who, uh, the surfer who got her arm bit off. But then goes back and is still competing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give her, like, the hook arm like Aquaman's got. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we need those Aquaman cameos. Uh, the DC creative team really do listen to our podcast. Yeah. So hopefully they're, you know, they'll take that to, to heart, all right? Yeah, take, take a listen, Jim Lee. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to go out and be heroic.